Jamil wants marketing. Jamil is a longtime podcast listener, a Tacklebox alum, and the founder of a dating app called Update. He calls it the dating app for grown-ups and it's launching soon. If you're a grown-up, meaning you're over 30 and actually looking for a life partner, check it out. I'll toss it in the show notes. Jamil is, and this will embarrass him, very possibly the nicest person I have ever met. And he's asked repeatedly for an episode on marketing and storytelling. When you're the nicest person I know, eventually, after you ask a bunch, I guess you get what you want. So let's do an episode on marketing and storytelling and branding and making your customers feel something. And if you're a grown-up and you're single, get your ass on Jamil's app, not because he's nice, though I cannot stress enough how nice he is, but because he understands people and he's built something that will help you get through something hard. Great products solve hard problems with heaps of empathy, and I'm confident Jamil will do that. Anyway, this is one of those episodes that's great for entrepreneurs and for someone that works in a flower shop and for someone in private wealth and for a personal trainer specializing in helping people strengthen their pelvic floor. It's for most people. Humans love stories, but more importantly, they love seeing themselves in a story and they make decisions based on it. So you've got to be able to tell those stories and connect with people if you have any shot at selling them anything ever. You might think that storytelling is innate and maybe you just weren't born with it. Maybe you're not creative. Maybe you're not a good writer. But those things actually don't matter all that much. They're the little side salad you get with sushi delivery. They're fine, but they're not make or break. I think what Jamil wants me to do is talk about how to message, how to write succinctly and creatively, maybe a framework on how to build your website copy or your Facebook and Instagram ads. But that's not how it works, and that's not what I'm going to do. Great messaging in a vacuum does nothing, while well-placed, well-positioned, very straightforward messaging a fourth grader could write can work wonders. There are three parts to an effective story, and they are not all created equally. The first is choosing who you're telling that story to. The second is choosing where you'll tell the story. And the third is choosing what you'll say. I use the word choosing purposefully because each level is a hard choice you'll have to make. That's honestly the most difficult part of messaging. Most people spend all their time on the third, choosing what to say, which is why most startups spend all their time trying to figure out how to get more customers. They think if they say something in a slightly different way, maybe everything will click. Wording or lack of cleverness is almost never the problem. This is all a puzzle, and what you say is by far the least important piece of that puzzle. The who, the where, and then the what, in that order, make up a good story, which makes up effective marketing, which makes up a business with customers, which makes up you as a happy entrepreneur. We'll talk through that puzzle with a little help from the manager of the best Korean steakhouse in New York City and some quotes by Yates and Mark Twain, which make me feel more than a little bit pretentious, all after a little smooth jazz. I'm Brian Scordato, and this is the Idea to Start a Podcast brought to you by Tacklebox, a monthly membership program that provides structure, strategy, and network for entrepreneurs testing and building their startup ideas on the side. We help you flesh out and test your idea so you can understand and begin to reach its potential before you quit your job to work on it full time. It's our new product we mentioned in the past few weeks, and we'll mention it again because I am absurdly proud of it. We put everything we learned from seven years helping over 350 idea stage entrepreneurs build businesses that are now worth over a billion dollars into this program. It's a clear step-by-step -step path with target metrics that'll take you from idea to product. It's the thing I would have killed for when I was a fresh-faced entrepreneur with a job trying to make progress in the margins, which is, by the way, why we built it. 
There are no cohorts for the Tacklebox membership. You can join anytime. But for anyone that starts before the end of January, you'll get 40% off the monthly cost for life, about $200 a month. We're gonna launch 250 businesses this year and one of them might as well be yours. Head to gettacklebox.com and use the code BUILD in 2022 to start and get the discount. And if you do, I'll see you on Wednesday for our one-on-one strategy session. Back to it. The best Korean steakhouse in New York City is called Coat. It blends Korean barbecue with all the hallmarks of an American steakhouse, and the results are the world's only Michelin star rated tabletop grill restaurant. The food is exquisite. If you love Idea to Startup so much that you feel like you need a way to thank me, go ahead and send me a gift certificate to Coat. Or even better, take me there. I promise we'll talk about your startup the whole time. That began as a joke, but now that I think about it, maybe that's a new product. Take Brian to a super nice restaurant and we'll talk about your startup the entire time. We'll have a landing page up before the appetizers and your first customer before we get the check. Anyway, I watched a show on Coat recently where they followed the two master chefs around as they cooked and built out new items for the menu. They were brilliant, talking about flavors and combinations and sourcing and fit with the rest of the menu. One of the new items was a seafood tower. They handpicked a selection of oysters, sourced fresh live spotted prawn and king crab and razor clams, and went through countless tins of caviar until they found the perfect mix of flavor and color. They tasted and iterated and tasted and iterated and wound up with a test tower to show to the owner, Simon Kim. That interaction is recorded and it blew my mind. Kim looked at the tower for less than five seconds before saying that the razor clams would be difficult to eat unless you were, quote, very crafty with chopsticks. He suggested four individual servings because if someone needs to split them up amongst four people, they'd, quote, make a mess and get embarrassed. He then looks at the bowl of caviar, which is on top of the seafood platter, which the chefs put there so that it looked like a crown jewel, and notes the elegance, but says that practically it would be hard for everyone to eat if they were sitting down since the tower is tall and the caviar is above eye line. They'd have to get up to serve themselves or pull the bowl off the ice and set it on the table, which is, quote, no fun. Later, he talks about removing some of the items that aren't unique to coat to make sure that the other ones are amplified. In five seconds, he recognized what would take away from the customer's experience, what would pull the attention from the exceptional food. Kim is a master storyteller, and he recognizes that the story is not about him and his food, it's about the customer. This is Simon Kim's second Michelin star restaurant, and watching that interaction and the rest of the documentary, it isn't at all surprising. At their core, storytelling and marketing are about removing clutter that isn't important to your customer, even if that clutter in a vacuum is great. It's about editing and cutting everywhere that pulls from what matters so that you're only left with what does. Kim might remove incredible razor clams to make sure they don't pull away from the caviar or the overall experience. Anyone can remove something bad. Great storytelling is understanding the person you're telling the story to well enough to know their hierarchy, know what matters to them and what will jump out to them, and then ruthlessly editing everything else that won't. Which means that storytelling is about the one thing that humans hate above all else, choosing. Because choosing means some things will not be chosen, and that scares us. Simon Kim knows his customer well enough to choose, to remove what isn't unique, to make sure that they focus on what is. There are four questions that'll help you do this too. Start by thinking about all the potential people you could build for, and for each, ask, one, what do you understand about them that other people don't? Two, 
what do the other people trying to solve their problem think that actually isn't true? Three, what's the problem they've got that simply is not being solved well enough? And four, who specifically is not your customer? And note, this should be almost everyone. Marketing is about trust, and I visualize that trust as a seesaw. One side of the seesaw is how great you are at marketing, and the other side is how specific of a customer you're marketing to. You can build trust either way, by being exceptional at marketing or by being very specific on your customer. I've been doing the startup thing for a long time, and it's clear that the better route is to purposefully choose your customer. An example, let's say you're building a jeans company and that you're going to sell to millennial parents. They're great for these parents because they're stretchy and so they're good for chasing around kids when they're on the floor and they last for 20 years and every pair you buy donates a pair to the homeless. I can guarantee you that early on you will convert at an extremely low level if that is your messaging. You might say that, hey, millennials tend to buy these sorts of things and maybe they do, but from brands that have already built trust. You'd have to be a brilliant marketer and get in front of those customers a dozen times to build enough trust to get a purchase. Every message dilutes itself and there's no core. What are you? Alternatively, you could say, we make jeans for people that bike to work, then own everything about that experience and the problems biking to work in jeans present. Like the specific places the jeans rip, which are the crotch and the knees, and how you built an extra stretch and padding there. How hot you get biking in normal jeans and how these are cool. And maybe how they work well with a tucked in collared shirt because maybe that's the customer's work attire. That first sentence, we make jeans for people that bike to work, will make everyone that doesn't bike to work ignore you, but everyone that does pay attention. You'll earn another five seconds with them, then another. Then they'll convert. Specificity builds trust. The where flows directly from the who, and again, is all about trust. Sure, you could put up an Instagram about jeans that are great for commuting on a bike to work in, but there's no extra trust added. The where is the channel that delivers the message. Trust comes from specificity, so what channels are unique to this customer that rides a bike to work? How can you inject more specificity and trust through the carrier of the message? You might have to get more specific on your customer to do this, which is why I described all of this as a puzzle. You're gonna to have to bounce back and forth between the who and the where and the what as each gets more focused as you build more trust. So. Maybe general bike commuters isn't specific enough for you to find a unique channel that isn't big and broad like Instagram. Well, then let's edit. Time to choose some customers to remove. Maybe these aren't all bike commuters. Maybe they're just in New York City, which is useful because it's hot as hell in the summer and speaking from experience, biking in jeans makes you feel like you're in the middle of a swamp, which I guess you are. And it is so cold in the winter that your jeans freeze into these weird blocks that make you look like you're wearing form-fitting Jankos. Today it was like 7 degrees out when I walked Ruby this morning. She seemed to be personally offended by the weather and probably by my slim fit frozen Jankos. Also, maybe you're focused on people who own road bikes too. That's a culture you can tap into. A two second search shows all sorts of cycling groups that meet in the mornings in Central Park or Park Slope. Looks like there are 4,000 total among six active groups and they separate down. There's a tech cycling group, a finance cycling group, you can get pretty tight here. Channels improve exponentially the more specific they are, both in terms of conversion and in terms of learning. If you go on five rides and talk to people about your commuter jeans after, you'll probably sell 10 pairs and learn 10 new channels, places these people hang out, 
and get deeper on the specific problem they have and the problem you'll solve. Marketing is all about editing and editing is about insight. This whole machine should be used to get more customer insight so that you can edit tighter. Ideally, every interaction with customers gives you a smaller customer segment, not a bigger one. And finally, the what. The thing I think Jamil wanted the whole time that I've avoided like the plague. There are two reasons that people watch things and read things. Because they're entertained by them and because they see themselves in them. People were entertained by Tiger King. People see themselves in Ted Lasso. Tiger King was a forgettable phenomenon, and you probably just thought to yourself, holy crap, I forgot about Tiger King. Ted Lasso is lasting, and you probably heard someone talk about it in the past 10 days. The reason is, Tiger King was a spectacle, but people see themselves in Ted Lasso. William Yates said something that I heard once and I can't track down, so I'll paraphrase it. The best writing happens when the author is completely gone from the writing, when the reader just sees themselves. The same is true for marketing. The best marketing copy or website copy or Facebook ad you can write is the one that your customer clearly sees themselves in. Clever phrasing won't create trust. A play on words won't create trust. Describing a specific moment your customer has been in and felt pain in will. And the great thing about that is that that pain, the problem we're solving, will naturally be funny. In the second of the pretentious quote segment of Idea to Startup is Mark Twain's description of humor. Quote, the secret sauce of humor is not joy, but sorrow. There is no humor in heaven. Problems, pain, the thing your customer is struggling with, the thing you'll solve is going to be funny and specific and memorable and the thing you should lean into to build trust. Jamil is building a dating app for grownups. I assume the reason this needs to exist is because other dating apps are not for grownups. There's your pain. There's your story. There's your messaging. Tell examples, specific examples of your customer on other dating apps having an experience with someone who isn't a grown-up. Tell the goofy story. Quote, that time, like, quote, that time my Tinder date tried to sell me insurance over dinner, complete with a full pitch deck and insults for me currently being an insurance member of State Farm, which he somehow knew. Or, quote, that time my date left me midway through because her boyfriend proposed over FaceTime. I pulled both of those from a Reddit on these. They are hilarious, and they are things that you can tap into. Talk about people who want to chat for six weeks but never want to meet. The people who put up weird pictures of themselves. The people who are married. Lean into the reason you exist and the feelings and experiences your customers have had that make it so clear to them that you need to exist. For commuting jeans, talk about the time your jeans ripped on the way to work or the sweaty jeans before a meeting. The more specific these stories are, the higher rate of impact they'll have and the faster they'll convert. Once you've chosen customers and found a channel they're in, telling their stories of the problem will build an enormous amount of trust. The hard part about marketing isn't the content itself. It isn't whether you can write well, whether you can tell a good story, or whether you're a professional marketer. It's the choosing. Choose the right customer, figure out where they are, and tell the obvious story that they have. This was the Idea to Startup podcast brought to you by Tacklebox. If you've got a startup idea and you want to try it before you buy it, aka try it out before you quit your job, head to gettacklebox.com. It's 40% off for life through January 31st. I can't wait to work with you. Have a great week.